to EST. If you love the established church, this is the place to have conversations about why the established church matters, how to better serve her, and to hear stories every week about how God is using the church for His glory and our good. The show is hosted each week by Sam Rayner, Josh King, and Micah Fries. We're glad you're here. Hey, what's up and good morning. Welcome to another episode of EST, the podcast for established church leaders. My name is Josh and Sam is on the line today. Micah cannot be here right now. He's got a medical procedure. I'm just going to leave it at that. You can fill in whatever imaginative can we, thing Can you we want. make up like what kind of medical procedure he's having? He has a height reduction. Ooh. I, ooh. You think? The, he is tall. He's very tall. People often don't realize how tall he is until they see a picture of him next to his incredibly short wife. I was going to say he got drunk over the <laughs> Christmas holidays and while on vacation got a face tattoo and is having it removed. One, 100% Micah did not get drunk. Uh, just for the record, uh, Micah did not get drunk. He did not, not get drunk, nor would he two of ever us. get a face tattoo. I'm not saying he won't get a face tattoo. I'm just saying he won't be intoxicated when he does it. Now, both of you have tattoos. We do. I don't. Um, I'm the yeah. one. I, I'm. Listen, I'm a real Baptist. That's that's good. We needed I, at least one token non-tattooed Baptist. I got, I got no tattoos. Yeah. I have a tattoo and I want another one. I want two or three more. I've got some ideas and I'm just... It's not, it's not like I'm even afraid of them or anything. I just literally haven't found the time. It's kind of like running... Like, I'm going to do it eventually. I just haven't done it yet. You know, that kind of thing. So, um, I wanted, to, we were going to talk about what could turn into be one of the worst, but you know, Micah's not here. So, this is how all of our episodes go when he's not here. You know, we just talk about whatever we want to. We're going to talk about pastoral benefits, the benefits of the job, the yeah, fringe and there, there are certain perks, even at smaller churches. Um, there are certain churches. things that only pastors really experience. And, and I think the main one we could easily guess right off the top of the bat, food. You just get so much food. Definitely food. Yes. What kind of food is your perk that people bring you all the time? Oh, candy corn. Everyone knows I love candy corn. Everyone knows I love licorice jelly beans and uh, cherry Pop-Tarts. So, I do receive licorice, pretty much – I don't ever have corn. to buy – any of those items yeah like if we were living in the same house those would never be touched those three items to me are just not we should we should be roommates that way that you know we would never get on each other's nerves about food the um for me it's banana pudding i love church lady banana pudding not the kind of stuff you get at like a cafeteria style restaurant or something like that that stuff's i mean i'll i'll eat it there's really it's like pizza there's, there, I've never met a pizza I won't eat. I'll eat I, it. E- I've got even a story Ethiopian about, pizza, which had green beans on it. I've got I a story it. about banana pudding. I love banana pudding. You can so tell me the I, grossest story you've ever heard of, and I'm still going to like banana pudding. No, it's not gross at all, actually. Oh, yeah? I, I probably could tell a gross story. <laughs> yeah, um, I bet you could. But, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> someone may be eating while they're listening to this. I don't know. Um, so, at my first church, uh, six people, six, seven people is what we started with. Um, Miss Shirley was her name. And then, of course, we had a potluck, you know, to welcome the new pastor. And there's a whole thing. And, you know, she made banana pudding. This is like stereotypical, classical Baptist potluck church lady banana pudding. 
Mm. And it was good. I mean, it was actually very good banana pudding. And but I, I what did I say? As the, I said, Miss Shirley, this is the best banana pudding mm-hmm. I've ever had. This so is truly every week amazing. So you know what I got on a weekly, yes, on a weekly basis. Banana pudding for Miss Shirley. Massive tubs. I mean, yeah. massive tubs mm-hmm. of banana pudding. She doesn't care about your bowels or your gut. She just, you know, she just wants you to have that banana pudding. Jackie has asked me repeatedly to at least pretend in a sermon or something that I like other things, like things that she likes, like just <laughs> chocolate cookies or something. Because that's a really good idea. They show up. They show up at our house. Just hey, you know, Pastor, we were in the area. And Wanted to bring you some banana pudding. I mean, like that kind of stuff. And I just have these tubs of banana pudding, which is amazing and awesome. And then anytime there's a meal, you know, there will be three or four banana puddings. And they're so good. And uh, she's like, can we just get something other than banana pudding? Hey, and All right. So, to our listeners, mm, hit us up on the Twitter, as yep. Josh calls it. Um, at, at EST uh, Church. At EST Church. And give us some of your favorite, like, and I, church, I say church lady foods. I, I certainly don't want to sound sexist at all. Um, maybe maybe there's a, a, a dude in the church that makes something that you like. Um, oh, yeah. There's a couple of dudes that can like, you know, cook some briskets. Mm, we, and we, we've got a guy in the church who that's what he does is he, right. he has a catering business. And all my lands, it is unreal what he can cook up. So right. hit us up on hit us up on the Twitter at EST Church. And and just tell us like some of your favorite food perks. Church lady, church lady foods. The church, church lady dude foods. foods, yeah, or the church dude foods. It's so good. Uh, the other there was um so there's a monthly senior adult lunch here. It happens um, dessert table when it happens. Dessert table oh, can't so go great. wrong with that. And it's at lunch, and it's on uh Wednesdays. It's on a Wednesday once a month, and you know all I got to do is walk across the campus, and there's great homemade food and this last time there was a double layer pumpkin pie it had cream cheese it had this amazing crust and then cream cheese and then the pumpkin feeling filling and it was so good and she says um even before we pray she goes i want you to go get a piece of that and i said okay before the prayer yeah before the prayer i mean special we have a you are special well we have a joke like it actually got out of control Senior adult ministry needed to cut back on people eating the desserts first because everybody would go through and get their dessert and it just didn't look right. It, it looked inappropriate. Um, but the running joke is this is our philosophy here that Jesus can come back at any point at any time. We believe in the imminent return of Jesus Christ. So believing that means that we're going to leave our main food, the main course to the heathens. We're taking the dessert with us. That's kind of how we we believe that. So, we take so the cookies with us. When, when I think it's in Luke's gospel. I might be off on this because I'm just shooting from the hip about, you know, will I find anyone faithful when I return? You know, will, will mm. Christ find anyone faithful? Do you feel like that by doing that, that you will be found faithful if you, if you were to return? I mean, we are literally living out our eschatology. We believe <laughs> that he could come back any moment. And, our, uh, our, our eschatology plays out in our meals. It does. So well, there's meal, meal eschatology. Meal eschatology is important because there's you know the the pre bread and the post bread prayer, and you know there there's definitely that you know do you pray if you're at a restaurant do you pray bef- 
before you eat the bread or after you eat the bread. I'm a, I'm a, frankly, I'm a premillennialist. I'm a uh, real eschatology, and I'm a pre-bread prayer on my meal eschatology. I'm a, I'm a, uh, kind of. I don't know. I don't know what I am on that. So, what are other perks besides? <laughs> you're, you're too afraid to say, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pre mill. I'm pre mill. I don't know about the bread thing. Um, I'll be honest. I'm from Texas. Chips and chips and salsa. Are, that that's pre prayer. You can have that pre prayer. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. We can keep. Uh, now. So, what are other perks? Uh, because box. eventually, I want to get to like not abusing these perks. That's yeah. that's really what you know. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't like the one perk that I really don't like is when there's a sign that just says, you know, pastor's parking spot. I, I think, mm. you need to get, I think you need to get rid of that. I do too. I think that there could be, you know, like, uh, well, so here's a joke. It's not a joke, but, um, we hired a missions mobilizer and, uh, first couple of days she was parking in my spot and we don't have assigned spots. So that's how she didn't know. But there's this one perfect spot. It's actually kind of further away, but it, it's just perfect. It's right. It's not the handicap spot, but it's the one across from the, the graded off um, zone. So, I could park right next to it, jump out. Nobody can park next to me, you know. Uh, so, I like that. Also, just the way our parking lot goes, the flow of traffic. I love it. Well, she parked in it like two or three times. So, I was like, oh, well, I really liked Ryan, but we got to fire her now. And so... It was kind of like a little joke. Well, I said that to our assimilations minister, and he came in and told her. Well, she ran out and moved her car real fast because she's a Oh, no. She moved her car real fast. Well, she inadvertently moved it into our ministry's pastor spot. (laughs) And so, he got to work. (laughs) He gets to work after this whole, like, we're all laughing and joking about her moving her car. And I didn't say anything about her being in David's spot. David gets to work, and he's like, why are you parking my spot? <laughs> like, just like, like <laughs> nails are on it. So now every day she parks way out in the back 40. I mean, like she is way out there and walks up to the offices because. I we, hope uh, she gives all of you guys a hard time. She won't. She's just that kind of personality that's just so sweet and kind and great, great staff person. But uh, yeah, we don't have our a sign. There's no sign out there, but there's a sign. Like, uh, don't park in my spot. But that's only Monday through uh you know, Monday through Thursday on Sunday's church time, staff are required to park as far so away you, as possible. You, you only have to be a servant leader on Sundays? That's right. That's okay. right. When the okay. parking lot is, is more necessary. But so, staff are know, required to park as far top, away as possible. I feel like we're on what family feud where we're trying to guess the top five things. So, you've got right, food, perks, perks, pastoral perks, food, parking, parking spots. Spot. I think both of those would be on the board. What else would be on the board? Bathrooms. Usually oh, personal bathrooms. Oh, you know what? Yeah, when the offices are being divvied out, if there's one that has close access to a personal bathroom or something like that, then um, lead pastor gets that usually. I have that. Uh, so, I'll I that. at my previous church, I had my mm-hmm. own my own throne room. Mm-hmm. There, was, it was, there was a hallway and it went by an office. Then you had an, like a, 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 a sitting area. And then uh-huh. behind that was the study. And then behind that was the bathroom. It was your personal restroom. It was, yeah. And it was, it was glorious. Um, yeah. And I mean, I've never I, I pastored that. without that. I, I, I have to use the public bathroom now at, oh, at West no. Brayton. They keep me humble. They keep me humble. How do you do that? 
So I've never, I've, and you know, it's obviously something that like, um, we've talked about designing offices before I've designed, um, two sets of offices for both of the churches in Matt. And, um, I, I never put the bathroom in there. I don't, I don't need my own personal bathroom, but, but if you get it, it's really nice. And, you know, we have just an old house is our, is our, uh, you know, offices. And so that's, you know, I got the one, it's actually a Jack and Jill, but somebody long before me closed off Jack's side. So he can't get in. <laughs> it's just, it's a wall. He can't get in. So, and so uh, my dad's church, when, when we, uh, I grew up my childhood in St. Petersburg, Florida. Mm. And I'll never forget Azalea Baptist's bathroom. I mean, it, we were poor. I don't want to paint a picture like it was some big church. It wasn't. But the pastor's office had its own bathroom. And not only was it a bathroom, it had a full shower. It was a full bathroom. Yeah. Um, and I just recently went back there and hung out with some of their leadership, was working with them on some projects. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went back into that bathroom and it had not changed since <laughs> 1989, 1990, 91 when I was there. It was exactly the same. It brought back so many memories from my childhood. They had not updated it at all. Oh, Here's so. a little trivia. Like both of my bathrooms have had showers and both of them have been plugged off. Like the showers don't, this one doesn't even have, like there's a tub in there and uh, there's a shower head, but there's not, what do you call it? Like faucet uh, handles to turn on the water. It's just, it's plugged off. The one in Texas was plugged off because every now and then you get that like, uh, I don't know what it's called, but sewage smell would come up through the drain in the, so there was like this, actual plug. You sure that wasn't that was just there. you using the bathroom? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. And because if you remove that plug, man, it was bad. But one time, one time we forgot to play, pay our water bill. And so at the house, the King house, we uh, did not have water for like a day because we forgot to pay it. It shut down. And, uh, and by the time we realized it was like nighttime, but we had to take showers. So we all went up to my office and unplugged that, that drain there and like one at a time. It was because it was this little, it was like a stand-up shower, you know, got the boys in there and uh, they thought, they thought that was hilarious and so fun that they were showering at the church. Uh, my middle son in particular thought it was hilarious to be naked at the church. He just, he thought that was <laughs> the height of life, right? Because he had done something you're not supposed to do. So, anyhow. So um, Personal bathrooms. I, I mean, certainly, certainly we've seen, particularly in older established churches, you know, a lot of the pastor's offices have, yeah, uh, have I think that, you know, uh, it kind of goes along with food, but it's, it's, I rarely pay for my own meals when I'm out in public. Um, and it happens so often. There's no way I can stop it. I don't even know when it's happening. You know, you just, you go to pay your bill and it's like, oh, that was taken care of. And sometimes it's just the owner or sometimes it's a member that was in there as well. And, you know, I'm of course not angling for that. I'm not driving around looking for second stickers in restaurant parking lots and then pulling into that one. Um, but that's why you do the stickers on the back of the cars. That's ah, right. that's right. Car tattoos. Speaking of tattoos, car tats. So that, that's a benefit, I think. Then you also got little other perks, things you get invited to stuff. Um, sometimes a business will be coming in or making an announcement here in town. And um, some of the chamber staff will invite me to just go be a part of it. Hear the announcement, be there. I think those are fun, different little um, invites to be a part of things. And I, and that's happened all across the board, just because you're a pastor, people want you to kind of show up and christen their thing or pray at that deal or, you know, that kind of stuff. I think that's and, fun. 
And to this point, you know, and we're just this is just a fun episode just for the listeners. It's like we're just it's we're just having fun Happy with this New Year, one. y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm still on vacation. I'm just it's like what are we going to talk about? I don't know. Let's talk about the perks of being a pastor. Yeah. Um, but th- this one's actually important. You, you know, if your community will allow you to have influence where that you are being asked to pray, like I get asked to pray at the county commissioner's meeting and different things mm-hmm. like that. Go. You absolutely should be there. Don't don't turn it down because it's like, oh, no, I want to be humble. Oh, no, I, I don't want to do that. Or, you know, I don't I don't want to be this public figure. You part of being a good pastor is is shepherding your community and being that figurehead. Mm-hmm. And if your community will give you that influence and, and leadership is a gift, it has to be given by followers. So if your community will give you that gift of influence, that treat it as a gift and, and steward it well and absolutely take hold of those quote unquote perks, you know, of influence, mm-hmm. because I, I think that, you know, one, if you have a proper humble attitude about it, um, you won't abuse them. You should never, uh, you, know, you should never presume them and never abuse them. You, just because I am a pastor, I need, you know, I need all this, that, you know, that's mm-hmm. a terrible attitude. But if it's been given to you, I think that you should take hold of that, that you should go to yep. those things, that you should be a part of it. Yeah, and I've even heard people be like, oh, I'm not going to go pray at the county commissioners. There's only like 20 people at that thing. I'm not going, what are you talking about? Like, you can't pray for 20 people? Also, on top of that, just as a matter of influence, you know, 10 of those. I went and prayed once. I was invited by the Dallas County Commissioners to pray. And yeah, there wasn't very many people there at all. But eight, eight or 10, I don't, I don't forget. But you're praying for doubt. the county commissioners who are huge influencers amazingly in influential it eight or ten it of those folks are massive yeah to one of the largest counties you know one of the largest city counties in in america and so that kind of stuff you just use you just do and be there uh, our little city council in texas was i would regularly pray mainly because i was the one who would keep coming like i always answered the phone and said sure i'll be there what time do you need me to be there that kind of stuff but when I'm out at ball games or I was at Kroger or something and I would see uh, city councilmen or something like they all knew who I was and I knew who they were. And so there was an influence there and several of them started to attend the church. Uh, so I think that those are good things. I think you're there and ready when we had um, disasters like tornadoes and those sort of things hit our community because I was the one that would pray for the little Monday night city council meeting. I was also the one that they called first to, you know, help help minister to do what I want to do, you know, the kind of stuff that I want to do. And so. that is, that is my goal in terms of influence in the community. That's, that is my exact goal. And, and this is kind of how I phrase it with my church and the staff, you know, that I'm working with at, at West B. I want to be the first phone call. You know, mm-hmm. somebody is in trouble. If somebody needs something in the community, if, if, if something arises where it's like, oh, we need spiritual guidance or we need a church, or we need a pastor. I, I want to be the first phone call. And the only way that you do that is to take hold of the gift Answer of influence the that is given to you. Yeah, and there's other, uh, you know, occasionally just if you're in some sort of denomination um, or a part of those kind of, you'll get little perks. Uh, books tend to show up. I, when I showed up to my office today, you may have got this as well, Sam, was a, uh, was a coffee uh, gift from a Bible publisher. And it was... Uh, the coolest wrapping I've ever seen in my life. I went around and showed the whole office. We were all very impressed with um, that. But we're also very huge fans of that Bible translation, by the way. So, um, that was a cool perk. It's just a perk. It's what, you know, and, and not all of them happen. I know guys that are 
I've known pastors. I've I've seen budgets of pastors of churches that I've pastored where the church bought them cars and things, you know, back in the day. You know, that it happens. I wouldn't get too worked up if it doesn't happen for you. Um, there's a lot of things that, that, that don't would be happen. quite a perk. And I've heard of that. And that's more of a cars, houses. That's more of a past era. I don't think yeah. that happens nearly as much as today as it did, say, maybe 30, 40 years ago. And I know a smaller church, not very large at all. You and I both know this church. And one of the members is a pilot and likes to fly around. He flies his pastor around whenever his pastor needs to go somewhere. Sure. Um, that's, that's, a, good, that's good for them. I, I think that's great. That's good. That's awesome. good quality time with the church member. It'll keep you I have a couple pilots in my um, church. They've never offered me to do that, which brings up the next thing. Don't abuse these things. Don't ask for things. So, a couple of things that I would encourage people to – well, I'm just going to say stop it like I'm your dad. Don't um, ever ask for them. Yes. Don't, don't, don't ask for perks. And let's say that you see – particularly if you see something that's going on in your own staff. Uh, let's say you're a multi-staff church. And you see that the lead pastor was offered something or maybe like I do, I always share these perks. Um, one of our, our Baptist college here in Arkansas sent this huge tub of peanut brittle and it for Christmas. They do this, I think, to a lot of I, – I think, you know, if you've got listeners, I think they do this to every church. I don't know. Um, hopefully, they do because I just spilled the beans. <laughs> so, um, they, you know, they, they sent this. Well, I don't just take that home. Um, I go and I put it in our general area where all the staff could be. And, the, and generally, you know, when I get those banana puddings and those sort of stuff, I just put it out where everybody can partake in it. And that's fine. So, I'm sharing this. But um, it's very bad. It, it's not good. Um, I had a church lady one time make me a handmade quilt. It was beautiful handmade quilt. Uh, she made it for me. It was really cool. One of the other staff members then went and asked her for one. That's no bueno. Don't do that. Um, you're presuming upon their generosity and they did that for a particular reason. And so, um, you know, you can hope for one, but don't ask for those sort of thing. That's kind of, I don't know. It's dirty. I think I, I say don't do it. Yeah. It's it, you know, if you're asking for perks that just, there's no way around it. That is like arrogance. Um, mm-hmm. and, Dirty as your word, you know, I agree. Yeah. yeah. It's just, that is icky in all the wrong ways. So, right. perks, no. perks are things that are given to you that you do not expect that you graciously receive. You would never ask for. Yeah. I mean, and some churches are going to be better about that than others. Um, you know, some churches may be a little more generous than others. You know, that's just the way that it is. You mm-hmm. Maybe your church, maybe you're sitting here going, I don't my church makes me park at the back side of the, my, my, you know, my, my park, Wait, my churches like their is, you know, at the very back side of the parking lot. I don't know, but. Hey, can I tell you another side of this? Uh, in a, in an effort to be humble, and this was genuine humility on my part. I did not very early on in my ministry, I refused or rejected all, um, perks. Um, I just, none of them. Um, if the staff wasn't getting a bonus, I didn't want a bonus. Uh, if there was a bonus, everybody had to have equal bonuses. If uh, if somebody offered me, you know, hey, why don't you go stay a, a night in our lake home? I'd just say, you know, thank you, but no thank you. I appreciate it. You know, I would just, in an effort to be humble, what I found out was I was essentially squelching a spirit of, com- you know, uh, generosity. generosity. 
or yes, appreciation. And hospitality. Yeah, and I did, I did a disservice when I did that. Uh, you know, and it, it, I was there for seven and a half years, and I noticed there towards the end, you know, pastor appreciation rolled around one time, not one card, not one thing, and it was not their fault. I had taught them for years, don't appreciate me. Don't be compassionate. Don't be generous to me. Um, and they did. They, they stopped doing that. And so that's something Whereas at Second Baptist, I, I still think in case your mamas didn't teach you this, you should say thank you. You should be extremely um, appreciative. I think you should write a handwritten card once you, you know, let's say if they say, hey, why don't you go spend a little time at my lake house, you know, a couple of nights. That's great. Write a card. Leave a gift at the home. Go out of your way to show how much you appreciate that. Um, there's been times where I offered to compensate, you know, oh man, this is so great. How much do I owe you? Can I, can I pay you anything? Are you sure? You know, make sure you practice, um, humility and generosity in those settings or else, um, I don't know. You just got to guard your own heart, guard, guard the way that your heart is bent towards being abusive towards those sort of things. Love the idea of a handwritten note. I think that's a very classy way to say thank you for somebody who has blessed you with, you know, the most amazing banana pudding ever. Yeah. And it means so much to them. Now, I don't always write for those, uh, you know, banana puddings. Usually that's just a big hug and thank you and all that kind of go out of my way. I might drop it in the sermon. <laughs> you know, Sister So-and-so brought me some banana pudding. It was the best thing I've ever tasted. Um, but, you know, like, like, like the thing, like a vacation home, you just get to borrow it. You leave a note. Those sort of things I think are, are ways to go out of your way. So don't presume upon the perks. I also don't think you should negotiate the perks when you're going to a new position. What's your position on that? No. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, not perks. I mean, in terms of, and this is a whole other episode, how do you negotiate, you know, when you're mm-hmm. going to a church? Everything's negotiable, of course, mm-hmm. uh, on the front end. It's way easier and way better to be forthright with the church with here's kind of where I'm at, you know, in terms of negotiations um, on the front end. But mm-hmm. negotiating perks like parking spots and things like that, oh, no, no. I would I would not go there at all. I've seen it. I've actually witnessed um, ministers refuse a church because the perk package. Not, And I'm not talking package. I'm not talking about insurance, retirement, even educational expense. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like, well, this one did not have a personal bathroom for me or – um, they just would not agree to a personal uh, parking space. I've seen that. And I think that's very – could you imagine, listener, could you imagine me saying, um, you know, I got at least two banana puddings a month. I'm going to need to have that at my next gig. You know, yeah, that's, that's that just that's ridiculous. entitlement and a mm-hmm. sense of entitlement is – yeah, that's one of the most annoying things on the planet. Right. So, be thankful. Also, be – you know, like if you have – you know, Micah has good perks. Micah has a lot of good perks. Uh there's there's nothing begrudging to his perks. Uh, that's awesome. I and, think and he should thing, if you know love Micah and of, celebrate. You know, uh, really, of any pastor, the person who I would say would least expect it or least care would be Micah. Yeah, he's I just don't. Care he's just not somebody. I mean, he was a missionary. I mean, he you know he mm-hmm. lived on the field for a couple of years. You know, <laughs> he's just not somebody that would expect them. But um, of course, that's right, who God so, would honor. You know, in terms of the, the of most course. Perks. And so, Does if you're listening and you're like. Spot? Does Micah have his own parking spot? I mean, I'm, I think so. Yes, <laughs> he's not. I mean, he's still having this medical procedure, whatever he's doing. So, yeah. 
Oh, and I he's getting so. that face tattoo removed. That um, face that he's he got. His height reduction. <laughs> so the yeah, I mean, he has great perks. And to him or to any of our listeners, I would just say, awesome. I'm super excited that you have that, and I think you should be as well. Um, don't don't be embarrassed about that. It's not it's not a sin to enjoy that sort of thing, which is another thing that people were like, well, they said I could take their boat out, but I feel so guilty. Why? Why feel guilty? They said you could take it out. Um, go enjoy the boat. You you're you're going to get but, tickets to things, you know, sporting yeah. events, mm-hmm. entertainment events. You're going to get access to, you know, perhaps a boat or something like that if you live in a certain area. I mean, these are just things that happen, you know. The, the one person is going to want to take you fishing. I mean, and they'll likely, you know, foot the bill for all of whatever you're doing on the on the boat. Um, those are all fine things. I mean, enjoy them. And, and you know, there's enough str- struggle as a pastor, right? We, we yeah. deal with enough junk um, mm-hmm. and enough people who may or may not have the best of motives. Uh, when the true genuine people just want to bless you, yeah, mm-hmm. receive it and enjoy it. Don't expect it. Don't have a sense of entitlement. And uh, just, you know, there's uh, there's more uh, struggle, I would say, in being a pastor than there is. Uh, also, make sure that you're not allowing strings to be tied to your heart um, or your right. decisions. Yeah, we're you know, assuming oh, well, they, that, but we need to say, yeah. it. you know, don't don't play favorites in the church. Yeah, just because that person always gives you something, you can't you can't play favorites at all. But hope, you know, hopefully, none of our listeners would do that. Our listeners are better they're people not, than that. Yeah, just guard yourself against that. Another thing is, I've even if it's a thing that I'm not necessarily into. Let's say uh, somebody was to invite me duck hunting. That's a thing here in Arkansas. I'm not particularly into hunting, but if they were, I would go. Um, A, because it's an experience, but B, I get to spend time with that person, you know, and just see it as a ministerial thing. Um, I could imagine a number of setting situations. I've been invited to NASCAR before, totally not into NASCAR um, at all. And I'll just stop right there before I say something that offends people. But that if somebody was to invite me, if a member was to invite me to go to NASCAR, I'd go and I'd take the boys, you know, if 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 that's what the invitation. I think there's some fun to it, looking at it as you got to understand that you may not be a gifts person, but to the gifts person, accepting and participating in that gift, regardless of what it is, is a uh, it's important is a is a good thing. Hey, last I know we're we're kind of out of time, but. I got a pie one time. This is so long ago and there's no way that she listens to this. Uh, I got a pie one time. It was a pecan pie. Pecan and or pecan? Both. Both uh, were in there. I saw um, both pecans and pecans I'm, in there. I'm more on the pecan side, but okay. Okay. I, I'm on the pecan side. So, the, anyways, it was pecan pie and it was soupy, like super liquidy. Um, and I cannot even begin to describe how much cat <laughs> so it was in this pecan thing. pecan pie. It was bad, dude. Um, that's one of those situations where she handed me the pie. I was like, oh, I'll eat this later. <laughs> I'm not going to eat this right. Just had a lunch. I'm really full. There was so much hair in that um, pie. Uh, cat hair. You could just see it everywhere. She was so sweet. Um, I, I received it with gratitude and tossed it in the trash later. Um, it was just not worth eating. So yeah, that's all the time I have. Yeah. All you, right. You got a so story on that me? note, don't ever give Josh cat hair pecan pie. Cat hair pecan pies. <laughs> also. <laughs> all right. Thanks, brother. Talk to you later. See y'all. 
You've been listening to EST, a discussion for the established church. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, as well as subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. Thanks for listening.